Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome right. to New York. Oh. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of of Mind Podcast, podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host and your boy, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys, as always, are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to these podcast episodes. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And for all my lovely fans here in New Jersey. I hope you had a great weekend. It was super hot and uh, it it really did feel like summer um, this past weekend. So I hope all of you had a chance to get outside and enjoy that beautiful weather if you are here in New Jersey. This episode and everything as always as we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by our awesome friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, and I've mentioned it before, guys, with the NBA playoffs now into the Western, well, not Western Conference, but the Conference Finals and the Stanley Cup playoffs well underway into round two, DraftKings is continuing to give you guys unbelievable, unbelievable opportunities to get major cash prizes. So if that sounds like something you're interested in and you want to get in on the action, here is what you do. You go to DraftKings, you sign up, you use our promo code THPN, and you tell them that Neil Villapiano sent you. I would say that today's probably going to be uh, one of the shorter episodes that we've had in a while. 
And that's mainly because, you know, this is one of those days where, well, this is one of those episodes where there isn't a whole lot to talk about. There certainly is things to talk about, but there's not like all these different things that we can go to. And that's where we're probably, we're definitely not probably, we're definitely going to have a lot more interviews because there's going to be other moments throughout the off season where there isn't going to be a whole lot to discuss. And that's where, you know, we're going to get more people to come on the podcast, some new voices. I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with my good friend, Justin Gianelli, a, a uh, fellow Devils fan and also somebody I work with at Sports Wire Radio, guy who spoke from the heart and spoke about exactly what this Devils team needed to do. So shout out to you, Justin, and thank you so much for coming on. And we will definitely, like we do with all of our guests, we will definitely have him back on. But today here on the Devil State of Mind podcast, we are going to give you a very sad uh, Utica Comets update. Uh, most of you probably already know what has happened with the Utica Comets, our AHL affiliate, over this past week. And then we're also going to give you another update from the Devils players and also maybe future uh, New Jersey Devil and how they're doing over in the World Championships in Finland. And uh, I will say this before even uh, getting into it, that uh, there are some guys that have really, really impressed me and have really stepped up while playing overseas. And I think that that's going to be beneficial to them going into next season, finishing this year on a high note like that and uh, having the success they're having now is just going to help develop them even more. So as always, guys, we always got a bunch to talk about here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So let's kind of get the sad part of the episode out of the way. And I say that not in a very serious way. It's just more of, um, I guess you would say, disappointing um, update as I'm giving you guys a Utica Comets update. Uh, I was hoping that I would come on here and talk to you guys about how the Comets were able to uh, get past the Rochester Americans in that second round matchup to move on to the divisional final and that they won it in pretty convincing fashion and things like that. And it didn't quite work out that way. Um, the Comets, uh, they were down early in game one, came back to win game one, uh, lost game two, and then also lost game three. So they went into game four in Rochester, down two games to one. And with it being a best of five series, they were pretty much down to their last, uh, their last life. But they were able to win game number four in Rochester, even up the series, and force a decisive game five last week in Utica. And I remember just thinking about the game throughout the entire day leading up to it and not having a single doubt in my mind that Utica wasn't going to win. They had been super successful all year long in Utica. While they had already lost the game at home in this series, I just felt like all the momentum and the confidence was clearly with the Comets. And, uh, you know, for, for about a period and change, that was the case. Um, but after the Comets took a two-to-one lead, on a beautiful goal from Alexander Hall. It's an absolute snipe top shelf. The Rochester Americans dominated. Um, they went the, the rest of the second period without scoring, but I kept saying while I was watching the game, I said, you know, the, the, the Americans are just one step ahead. The, the comments are not showing a sense of urgency. That's kind of what I'm seeing from watching this game. And, and so I was 
pretty nervous going into the third period with the Comets still up two to one. I was hoping that maybe they would regroup from uh, pretty much for the most part uh, a lackluster second period and that they would take control of the game and really put it away. I felt like Comets get two or three more goals. We put this one away. We're going to move on. And that just wasn't the case as the the Rochester Americans came out and absolutely obliterated um, the Comets in the third period, ended up winning the game by the score of four to two, winning the series three games to two, and eliminating the number one seeded Utica Comets um, from the Calder Cup playoffs in just the second round. Because again, as I mentioned before, the Comets with them having the number one seed, they actually got a bye through the first round. So they got to the second round and uh, they ended up losing. So the Rochester Americans move on and, and are going to, and are currently taking on Laval rocket for the North division championship. So yeah, I would say it was a very disappointing uh, and somewhat frustrating way for the Comets season to end because when we look back on the first year that the Devils once again became the affiliate, or excuse me, the Comets once again became the affiliate of the New Jersey Devils, I mean, the Comets fans, we've talked about it before, my good friend Scott Kinville and all the guys working at Marty's Illegal Hockey Stick Podcast, who uh, I've been on several times, and you guys should definitely go and support on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. I mean, I I was able to really develop a great relationship with a lot of Utica fans, learning about how much they love the team. They love all the prospects and young players that we have in our system and how much the future is continuing to look more and more bright or brighter. Um, And you think about, I mean, they, they started the year winning what 13, 14 games in a row. They were breaking records left and right. They were absolutely dominating their opponents. And you really felt like at many times this year that the Comets were destined to make a really long run in the playoffs. And considering obviously the Devils finishing fifth worst in the NHL and having such a really, really disappointing season, you were hoping that the Comets would give us some uh some happiness so to speak or something to be positive about from the season looking at it from a whole a complete organizational standpoint and for the comets to be knocked out in the first round losing game five at home after you were leading going into the third is somewhat of a gut-wrenching way to lose and uh i remember seeing aj greer after the game being really, really heartbroken, very emotional. Fabian Zetterlin was uh, near the penalty box, just on one knee, crying his eyes out. He could not believe it because there's a good chance that Fabian Zetterlin could make the Devils next season and doesn't come back to Utica. I mean, you have to be, we have to be honest that every year when it looks, when, especially when you talk about your minor league teams, they're always going to look different because you're going to get different young players that are in your system. You're going to get guys that may sign PTOs and things like that. And so you're going to constantly have got, have teams that look different. And I think it's definitely um, likely that the comments will look somewhat different next year. There are guys like we mentioned before, Zetterlin, Alexander Holtz, Kevin Ball, and other guys that I I haven't mentioned who have played in the NHL this year that do have the opportunity and do have the capability to very well make the team out of training camp for the Devils 
next season and could not be here. Now, I would say the majority of the guys are probably going to be back, but the team will obviously look a little bit different going into the 22-23 season. Um, but for the Comet season to end the way that it did was definitely a disappointment, very sad, frustrating in a way, no question about it. And, um, you know, all we all we could do from an organizational standpoint is hope that uh, next year the team can uh, regroup and uh, have another really successful season. And I want to shout out specifically Kevin Deneen, Sergey Breland, and that entire coaching staff up there because they did a phenomenal job. I think one of the things that I was impressed with was that Kevin Deneen kept the entire coaching staff of the, of the, well, what were the Binghamton Devils and then became the Utica Comets. And uh, he just implemented himself in as the head coach and implemented a system. And a lot of guys developed very, very well down there and really, really gave themselves an opportunity to come up and play and have a cup of coffee in the National Hockey League. And a lot of credit does go to Kevin Deneen. I remember Alexander Holtz earlier this year saying he's he was giving full credit to Kevin Deneen for the job that he has done developing him, helping him learn how to play on a North American ice, helping him develop his defensive game a lot more. There was a lot of positives from that. And I'm sure there's a lot of guys on that team that could that could definitely agree to that and um, also say that they were impacted in many positive ways from Kevin Deneen. And we've mentioned Kevin Deneen about maybe a guy that could very well become uh, the next Devils head coach. I think that that's definitely a possibility. Maybe not this year, because again, I think that most likely Lindy Ruff will be the head coach of this team moving forward, at least for next season. But if the Devils do decide to not bring back Ruff after ne next season, regardless of what happens, I think Kevin Deneen can certainly be that guy. And I can understand why people may want to say, well, maybe let's give him another year down in Utica and see what he could do with maybe a, somewhat of a, a different team and how the team can bounce back going into next season. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Deneen has some NHL experience being an assistant coach. He won a Stanley Cup with the Chicago Blackhawks. He's been a head coach before, so he has a lot of experience, and he knows a lot of these young players. And knowing that in the next year or two, a lot of those young players are probably going to get chances to play up in the NHL, he'll have some familiarity going into it. Um, but again, I'm talking what could be very far into the future, but I still wanted to give credit to Kevin Deneen, Sergey Breland, who's been here longer than most people with the new organization and has done a fine job as, a, as an assistant coach. Maybe he's a guy that we consider bringing up to the NHL. Who, <laughs> I mean, obviously we've gone down that road with an NHL, a former player turned NHL coach, but Sergey Breland has a lot of experience and maybe he's a guy that could be one of those new assistants under Lindy Ruff. It's a very, it's, it's a possibility, I think. But at the end of the day, again, very sad and disappointing way for the Comet season to end, but obviously we should still remember what a tremendous year it was in the Devils' first year back having an affiliate in Utica. The Comets fans are phenomenal. I definitely wish I would have had an opportunity to go up there. I was planning on actually trying to go up there during at least the next round of the playoffs, um, but I will certainly make the, op make the trip up to Utica next season to experience those uh, those comments in that fan base myself because I definitely want to check it out. So again, shout out to the Utica comments for um, many different tremendous things that happened this season and continuing to help develop 
our future and we look forward to continuing what has already been a phenomenal partnership with this Utica Comets organization. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN to bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets. No matter what, that's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So the only other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about or discuss with you guys here on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast is another Devil's World Championship update. We uh, we did this last week. And, uh, you know, again, the guys who are representing the Devils and could very well represent the Devils in the future um, have certainly made some really good progress and have uh, definitely been contributors um, for the most part, um, to uh, to their countries here in the World Championship. So let's start with Team Canada. Again, Damon Severson, who is an alternate captain of the team, is, uh, on, is playing for Team Canada, as well as Ryan Graves and Dawson Mercer. We'll start with Severson. He has played in all five games at the moment, the time of this recording, uh, for Canada with a goal, four assists for five points. Very solid. Ryan Graves has also played in all five games. No goals, but he has five assists for also five points. Dawson Mercer has also played in all five games. No goals. He's had three assists for three points. So uh, he hasn't really collected any points since the last time we spoke, but uh, I'm sure he'll get a couple of more before the preliminary round ends. Canada is currently 4-0-0 and 1 in the preliminary round, which I believe is good for third place in their group. Their next game is Monday against Denmark, which is not going to be an easy matchup because Denmark always has the flair for the dramatics and certainly a team that can be primed to upset uh, the top dogs. So Canada has to be ready for that. But those are the guys for Canada that are representing the Devils. Now, Let's shift over to the United States. Once again, John Gillies, who I guess is probably the, the backup or third string goaltender, because I think every country takes three goaltenders to world championships. I'm not surprised by this. He has still yet to play a game in the preliminary round. I think the chances of him playing in the preliminary round are very slim, uh, barring injury. So I guess we'll see about that. But Luke Hughes, who obviously we were all excited to see how he would perform, has honestly 
performed pretty admirably. I mean, he's already been named player of the game at least once in one of these games. He has a game-winning goal in overtime. He has really looked like a man playing amongst boys, which is kind of ironic because he's a boy playing against a bunch of men. But he looks so comfortable playing with this United States team, playing against all these NHL players, and it just makes you that much more excited to see what he's capable of doing long-term. Now, again, I think the most likely scenario is that he will certainly come to the um, development camp with all the other young prospects that we have uh, in the summer. And I think he will most likely play another full season in Michigan, which is not a big deal. I think he's primed to have an even bigger season than he did in his freshman year. A guy that could certainly make a run to win the Hobie Baker for player of the year. And he's part of a Michigan team that has championship aspirations. And I think that would be great. I mean, if, if Luke Hughes at the end of his second year, his sophomore year could be, win the Hobie Baker or win a national championship, that would be a great way for him to complete his time at Michigan and then come and play either with Utica or maybe play with the Devils or a combination of both. And then maybe starting in 23-24, he uh, gets his first crack at maybe playing in the NHL. So things are continuing to go well in the development of Luke Hughes, which is great to see. Uh, in five games, Luke Hughes has a goal and an assist for two points. So from a point standpoint, not a whole lot, but he's done a lot of different things other than you know being on the score sheet that have shown that he is developing very well. The United States currently is 2-2-0-1 in the preliminary round. Their next game is also Monday as they take on Czechia. So that is what's going on with the Devils with the United States. Now, let's talk about potentially the most impressive, well, not potentially the most impressive, certainly the most impressive and potentially the most surprising team in the world championships here in the preliminary round, and that is Switzerland. And the Devils have two important players playing for Switzerland. First and foremost, the captain of Switzerland and the captain of your New Jersey Devils, Nico Heischer. Oh, my. He has really, really taken his game to another level uh, since he got over there. In six games, Nico Heischer has five goals, three assists for eight points, and his uh, chemistry with San Jose Sharks winger Timo Meyer continues to get better and better. And the more that we see it, the more all of us, including myself, are saying we have to find a way to acquire Timo Meyer because the chemistry that he has with Nico is unreal. And can you imagine if they're playing 82 games together, what they could do in the NHL with Timo Meyer coming off arguably his best season of his career? Same thing with Nico Heischer. I mean, the sky would be the limit if we could get a deal done. So something to keep an eye on. And Jonas Siegenthaler actually has had a pretty good tournament as well. Six games. He has a goal. He also has gotten four assists for five points. So Siegenthaler has actually done pretty well. But here's the most impressive thing. Switzerland currently is 6-0-0-0 in the preliminary round. They've won every single game they've played in regulation. They are the top team overall with exactly 18 points, top of their table, top, you know, again, best team overall points-wise in the entire tournament. Their next game will be on Tuesday against Germany as they'll look to try to get to 7-0-0. So that Switzerland team is primed for a very, very successful run 
in the world championships. They still got to finish the preliminary round, but they are definitely going to be one of the favorites going into the uh, elimination rounds as they try to see if they can uh, make a run at winning a gold medal, which would be phenomenal. So shout out to Switzerland, shout out to Nico Heischer and Jonas Siegenthaler for having a tremendous world championships so far. Now, the last team we'll discuss is Slovakia. And first and foremost, the captain of Slovakia, Tomas Tatar, six games, has a goal, three assists for four points. So since the last time we talked uh, about Tatar here in the World Championships, he has uh, certainly improved. And then the guy that people cracked on for me not mentioning in the last time we spoke about the World Championships, but we have to talk about him, and that is a guy who could very well be the Devils' second overall pick in this year's draft that the Devils do decide to uh, use that pick on a player, and that is Juraj Slavkovsky. Slavkovsky, who really took the world by storm with how well he played in the Olympics, helping Slovakia win a bronze medal and uh, upping his draft stock, is boosting his draft stock even more with how well he has played in the world championships in six games played Slavkovsky has two goals. One of them being a penalty shot goal, five assists for seven points. And he has had so many other opportunities to score. He again, looks like a man playing amongst boys when he's actually a boy playing amongst men. He is six foot four, well over 200 pounds. And a guy that even some people have said, maybe he has jumped Shane Wright as the number one player going into the NHL draft. Now, again, if the Devils decide to draft a player with that pick, Slavkovsky still right now is my number one guy. And again, we'll talk in more detail as the offseason progresses and we get closer to the draft. We'll talk in greater detail about these potential guys that could be um, the Devils' second overall selection. But Slavkovsky continuing to be one of the biggest names in the world championships, a guy who I think is, what, just 18 years of age, and he looks like he's already ready to play in the NHL. And I'm very impressed with what I've seen and how well he's developed and how much better he's gotten over the last couple of months from the Olympics to now the world championships. It's quite impressive, and we'll see if he can continue that impressive play. Slovakia has had a decent preliminary round. They are 3-0-0-3 in the preliminary round, so pretty much around 500. Their next game is also on Tuesday. They will take on Denmark. So Denmark, that will be the second of a back-to-back. So they'll be, um, they'll be playing Canada, and then they will go right back on the ice the next day and take on Slovakia. So we'll see if Slovakia can take advantage of what could be a, a relatively tired Denmark team and try to get their fourth win of the tournament. So that is the latest from the World Championships regarding the New Jersey Devils and potentially a player that could very well become a New Jersey Devil in the next couple of months. So yeah, very excited to see a lot of our guys playing well, making contributions and uh, putting their names out there and developing more and more. And I'm excited to see what they can do as this preliminary round comes to an end and we get into the elimination rounds, which is going to be very, very exciting. And you could watch these games if you are able to on uh, NHL Network, as well as TSN over up in Canada. So those are the places you could watch. So keep an eye on these guys because uh, they are making, They are really, really putting their names out there and continuing to put another bright spot on the New Jersey Devils organization. 